1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic and Rangers given three stands to fill at upcoming visits to St Johnston. Scott McTominay's the latest Scotland out for this year's playoff and the lower leagues take centre stage this weekend as the top flight shuts down for a winter break. It's a happy new year from me, Gordon Duncan. I'm joined by Craig Beatty and Hugh Evans. Do this weekend by the numbers. The league that can only be won by one of two teams is on hold. Now it's the turn of the league that can only be won by one team. But, unlike the league that can only be won by one of two teams, anyone can beat anybody else in the league that can only be won by one club. It's a funny old game. But, it's also a commercially driven game. And that's why I applaud the decision that St Johnston have taken to give three stands to Celtic and Rangers when they next travel to McDermott Park. If your own public ignore you, then take somebody else's money. Add to the spectacle and add to your bank balance, I say. Yeah, I agree with that, Hugh. And it'd be interesting to see if... You know, St Johnson will financially benefit from that It'll be interesting to see if other clubs follow suit And and looking at the Championship It's it's going to be really, really tight at the bottom of this Championship Depending on the results tomorrow yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll give the, the Championship a bit of focus The clubs like it, Hugh They voted for it, the winter break yeah. uh, To the bystanders on the outside like us It sometimes feels like a bit of a shame Because oh. it was the same last season uh, Everything builds up and you get some dramatic fixtures And then you have to let it lie for a couple of weeks But what it does do it allows everyone to go away Get their thoughts together Get fitness levels up again uh, And come back ideally stronger than ever And that's why I suspect Stephen Brown St Johnston chairman's thinking Wait a minute now Celtic and Rangers coming up here It's on a knife edge the whole thing the public in perfect notice Why not put the Celtic and Rangers fans In these three stands Because when they come up here It really is now A matter of life or death In terms of the championship So yeah Get on with it Another way of looking at it though Craig Is it is a chance for people Who might not Give as much attention To the championship And League 1 and League 2 To do so This weekend Why not get out And, and witness a game If your team Is away on their winter break And for us of course It allows us to give 100% of our focus tomorrow On those lower leagues as well So big Big matches coming up In the championship And beyond Yeah there, listen There's some, some huge games Coming up on the, on the weekend In the championship you know, None more so than Aloha and Partick um, Morton have got a difficult One away to our broth And you know, just looking at the, the league table If if um, Partick don't win If Aloha were to beat them tomorrow It drags Partick right into it But if Partick Thistle Were to go on and beat Aloha Then it, it puts a bit of a gap And creates a sort of bottom two scenario But it is bizarre Dundee United aren't the top By the length of Sucky Hall Street I know that Sucky Hall Street's in Glasgow And not in Dundee However They are 13 points clear At the top of that league Aloha are bottom The last time I saw Aloha play Dundee United Aloha Played them off the park And won the game In Aloha And the last time Dundee United Were at Queen of the South Where they are tomorrow They lost 4-0 That's why I say Anyone can beat anyone else In that league But it can only be won By one club And that's Dundee United It's a matter of When not if And of course The January transfer window Is open mm. it, op- it always opens gently But slams shut at the end Hugh. So it's early stages Nothing major at the moment But that's why it's a perfect time for us To ask you guys 
What do you need? What does your team need during the January transfer window? Before anything starts happening, you tell us whether it's players in or players out or both. What does your team need during the transfer window? 0141 951 1025. Some need points, others need players. Uh, and it's perfectly obvious, I think, what the team at the top of the Premiership needs. And it's perfectly obvious what the team at the bottom needs. One needs a striker and the other one needs points. Yeah, listen, at the, the top of the league, Rangers and Celtic, I think it'll be interesting as the as the month goes on, as the window goes on. Um, I think they'll be looking to see what each other does. Um, obviously, it's very, very tight at the minute. And I think it'll be a little bit of a case of who, whoever bites first and goes out and signs a high-profile signing. Will it entice the other team to then go and match that? Go on then, 0141-951-1025 in the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter That's one to keep us busy tonight What does your team need during the transfer window? That could be anything you want really It could be certain players in It could be certain players out It could be extending the stay of players who are already with you You tell us, what does your team need during the January transfer window? 0141-951-1025 We'll tick that along and that'll keep us ticking along nicely, I should say, as the evening progresses. Hugh, the, the standout news story, if you like. We always tend to kick off the show with the standout news story of the day. Um, and this centres around St Johnston. Oh. Uh, they've announced plans to increase the ticket allocation for Celtic and Rangers fans, which means the Glasgow clubs will be given three out of the four stands at McDermott Park for future visits. It's going to be trialled in upcoming matches between the sides. What do you make of it? I think it's a good idea I think that St Johnston By and large Are ignored By their public in Perth I think if your own public Ignore you As I said Take other people's money then Because they know That given the way This league title race Is progressing Celtic and Rangers Will take all three stands It is a commercially driven business You are there to make money At the same time And If The ground is full Absolutely full Then It can inspire you As well as Lift Celtic and Rangers You get the chance To be inspired by it all as well And St Johnson You know They're down there In a dangerous position They need to keep on Gathering points And I see no reason why They haven't sold their soul They haven't sold out Perth Because Perth Doesn't get behind St Johnston So take the money When it's on offer From other people I think Hugh To be fair Um you know, when St Johnston are competing in, in Europe in recent years, I think their crowd is fairly consistent. Obviously, they're not going through a good spell at the minute, but up to the kind of four and a half thousand mark, and they don't seem to be able to attract any more than that. Oh. So I'm in, I'm in full agreement that that why not fill the seats? Why not get the money, take the income, and you know, just mm. having a wee look at some some loose figures earlier on. Don't quote me on them, but if it's twenty five pound a ticket, an extra five thousand per game, Rangers Celtic four games per season. It's near on half a million pound a season Which is huge It's mm. massive for a club like St Johnson Yeah keen to get your thoughts on this one 0141 Is it a no brainer? You make more money And therefore why not? Is it as simple as that? Or is there a bit more to it? What about you St Johnson fans? Or maybe even fans of other small clubs Who feel strongly about this type of thing Is it the be all and end all To try and sell as many tickets as you can Or perhaps do you think it's the wrong way to go about it 01419511025 What about the other side of it though Hugh There's always another side to sure, it Sure, sure What about the argument you would hear Which is saying you know Well that's a sort of It's it's short termism It's chasing money It's alienating your own fans It's alienating the type of people That you will have to rely on For 10 and 20 and 30 years to come 
Aside from all the other games that, that Aside from the games Sorry That are against Celtic and Rangers You can't alienate a public Who don't turn up St Johnston No matter what's been going on And they have in Tommy Wright A terrific manager The only manager ever To bring one of the major trophies to Perth He's done his level best But the crowds never rise to an extent Where you can say For example A Motherwell Who under Stephen Robinson have progressed And get bigger crowds now as a consequence Um, Hearts Even though they're poor Bottom of the league Poor They get a public there who Thrive on hearts And a big part of their lives It's not like that in Perth And I think the club's quite right They have that kind of hand to mouth existence Getting more money Might help Tommy Wright get a player How does that fit with the What I assume is the long term aim Craig though Of Growing the core St Johnston support Clubs of that size Their their USP if you like Is that they are these Community clubs Where you know Everyone's in it together It's a small band of people Pulling in the right direction You try and really tap into The local community Can you, can you do that While simply Throwing your doors open To Celtic and Rangers Moving fans From their existing Season ticket seats That they may be sat in For 20 years Their dad may be sat in it Next to them yeah. Whatever it may be How does that Work Is, that, is, is there a risk attached there is a risk attached And I'm sure Steve Brown will have gone over that very very carefully But for me it's a small price to pay Having to move someone from the regular seat For the for the, the better of the club I think I think there's a greater good there In terms of St Johnson um, You bring in more money um, You can still attract people to support the club You can still do your, your community stuff um, But you're going to have to do that With the other sides With the other clubs that are going to come Your Aberdeen's, your Motherwells You've got to encourage the youngsters to come in You know the future generations but, but while the Rangers and Celtic fans are prepared to travel And they're prepared to put their hand in their pocket Spend their hard-earned money to go and watch St Johnson Which will benefit St Johnson Then I think the club has to, yeah. it has to be a goer you know, I'm not trying to be callous about this whole thing But you haven't moved them to Kerry Muir You've moved them to another part of the ground That they mm-hmm. like to be in If they like St Johnston If they are citizens of Perth They will love McDermott Park If they're all congregated in one place While Celtic and Rangers On the occasions that they play there Have the other three stands Then at least in your stand You're all congregated In support of St Johnston Yeah, would you accept though That those people may feel then That they simply Aren't as important to the club As the visiting fans And that That sometimes Doesn't sit right with With certain Chairman or chief executive Because listen every, There are other clubs Who could do this Hugh You you, you could eventually Just say Well you know, take as many as you want Because if it's all about Making money Where do you draw the line Well If you are in a position To say Take as many as you want That means that you have been If not deserted By your own support You've been ignored oh, Otherwise oh, well, Otherwise well, the seats or, Wouldn't be there Yeah well they would Because a lot of our clubs And you see this In, in the lower leagues In England as well It's just a, a fact Some clubs have got Stadiums that are far too big for their their core support. Yeah. So where do you draw the line? Well, you make money. You 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 appreciate that it's a commercially driven business as well. Uh, and as I said, you can't alienate people who don't turn up. So gather together in one place in support of your team. If Celtic or Rangers go to McDermott Park or to Fir Park or to St Mirren's Ground or Hamilton Mackey's Ground. They outnumber the home team anyway Be outnumbered But at a profit 
Yeah, I think most of the Twitterati, as Hugh would call them, singing from the same hymn sheet in this one. Nutty Prince says the only way for these clubs to make money. So well done to St Johnston. Um, what else? I just skipped away from it accidentally. Eddie Higgins says supply and demand. If it makes financial sense for the club, why not? Yeah. Uh, AB says we need to see these clubs using the money to invest in their clubs, bringing new players, putting money into the youth system. Um, I suppose, Hugh, it, it would also be maybe it's, it is different for us because w- w- would you accept in an ideal world? St Johnston wouldn't have to do this Of course yeah. Yeah. So, so, And perhaps this all comes back to the fact that You know English Premier League And I know that's a completely different life form But they actually don't really rely on their gate receipts Because no. the, the television The commercial revenue elsewhere Don't actually matter But f- but for us The way that our clubs make money Is, is through getting people through the door It's, it's pretty yeah. simple There's not a great deal more to it For as long as I've been Hanging around Scottish football there are five big clubs in this country Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, Hibs And Aberdeen And they have uh, A spectator base that they can rely on But Since time began If you are a St Mirren Or a Motherwell uh, Or a St Johnston Then you have to face up to the reality of your situation That there's a, a ceiling And you can't go above that ceiling In terms of the number of people Who will go to a home game That you're playing when you are not playing Celtic or Rangers So If you get the opportunity To make Money Out of the fact that If you Move some people Into an area Where they're all St Johnston Oblique Motherwell Oblique St Mirren Oblique Hamilton Aki's Supporters together I say Take that opportunity And see what the extra money Can do for you In terms of getting in mm. New players Or Refurbishing the ground Or doing something Make the money work for you Yeah also I'm, I'm assuming that this is not A permanent fixture For Till the end of time Like oh. Trying it at the moment I Yeah think. absolutely So If for whatever reason You know St Johnson can produce another 1,500 2,000 2,500 fans Over the next 5-10 years Then it's within Steve Brown or whoever the, the chairman is at that point He can mm. then reduce the allocation to two stands when If they Billy, can get more St Johnson fans in When Billy Bowie took the decision to go the other way And to keep as many Celtic and Rangers fans Out of Rugby Park as he could He was doing it on the back of a successful Steve Clark driven Kilmarnock side Now Kilmarnock looked different Steve Clark's gone Angelo Alessio has gone Alec Dyer is there on a temporary basis Now Billy Bowie I'm quite sure Will be thinking to himself tonight Oh, not a bad idea Give them three stands You know You can do it with your own people If you can grow a crowd And Kilmarnock grew a crowd Under Steve Clark But it's not like that Now that Steve's gone Any thoughts on the line 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB First up tonight is Paul uh, We were asking you What your team needed During the transfer window That could be anything Players in, players out Extended contracts Something I've not even thought of you tell us what does your team need during the transfer window? Let's kick things off with Paul and Kirk and Tillich. Hi, Paul. Hey, hi, Gordon. Hi, Stuart. Uh, hi, Craig. Uh, happy New Year, always. Yeah, same Thank to you, you. Paul. Uh, before I get into the madness <laughs> of the of my team this time of year, I'd just like to say the thoughts and prayers of the, the families of the, the people who are involved in the Ibrox disaster. Yeah, that 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 will forever be um, the most important day in Rangers history. You know, you can talk about events on the field, uh, but we're talking about clubs and the affinity that people feel for clubs. 
And that will forever be the most important day for Rangers because people went to a game and didn't come home. And one was nine years old and would not yet be a pensioner. And I remember being there when Rangers played their first game after the Ibrox disaster. And I remember the solemnity of the occasion. So there are things that are more important than football. And I know that this is the football daft city. But there are things that are more important and that day was one of them. Yeah, well said, Paul. Don't mind that at all to kick us off tonight. What about the transfer window? What does your team need? Uh, now in the transfer window, what I feel that Celtic could do, and it was really highlighted in the, uh, the Celtic Rangers game, I would like them to go and get Victor Wanyama. I would like them to go and have a player of the same kind of ilk as Gary Hooper was. And I would also like a target man who is maybe not so much a prolific goal scorer, but can do a bit of donkey work. Uh, and we need a bit of muscle, I think. I think we really need a bit of muscle. Dare, dare I say, Sam Cosgrove, I don't know if we'd get him, I don't know if he would come. But I think uh, what we need is a bit of muscle in the team to complement the, uh, the really... The, the good technical football players it's not, it's not always easy to do this You, when we ask these questions sometimes you're talking about you know a type of player but mm. Paul's actually he's got a name because you can see why people are wanting to join those dots Victor Wanyama he's available-ish yeah. he has that connection with Celtic was very successful there in the past it was something Neil Lennon has addressed in, in the, the recent past what do you think of that suggestion? I would think it would be negligent of Celtic not to have asked Tottenham uh, to ask Wanyama if he was um, in any way open to the idea but that's the problem Paul if Wanyama says look I- I've been in Scotland and I've played for Celtic and I love my time there but I'm not coming back however as I say you won't know until you ask the question and with regard to a Gary Hooper he was a terrific goal scorer for Celtic and they really do need backup for Edward. Or someone who can play alongside Edward. Uh, but whatever happens, Edward will not go from now until May without getting injured or suspended or lose form or whatever. And that Celtic really need to take issue with. What about the Victor Wanyama type, Craig? It's very difficult to say whether it will be him or, or not. Does Celtic need that type? Paul's talking about the previous game, and which is sometimes clouds your judgment. It's easy to forget Celtic's midfield have been pretty successful in recent times do they need something else in there yeah listen I think I think the first game at Ibrox where Steven Gerrard packed the Rangers midfield to try and counter Celtic's midfield I think that tells us that that's probably the strongest part of their team do Celtic need a defensive midfield player if Scott Brown was showing signs of carrying injuries not being able to keep up with the pace fit, he is not showing that he's, he looks, Scott Brown looks like he's getting younger in my opinion um, and I happen to think that himself Christy and McGregor um Obviously Christie just playing off Edward are, are a very very strong combination um, So I, I don't Although he's a top top player I don't know Where Wanyama would fit in If you know what I mean um, Because of the three they've already got um, So Wanyama probably not for me um, In that defensive role What do you think Paul? How would you sell it to Craig? Well, well I think the, the thing that was really Highlighted in the, the Celtic Rangers game Was that it was. I mean, Scott Brown said it himself. We were outmuscled 
Uh, I, terrific football players. I sometimes think you need a kind of Neil Lennon in there. Uh, I felt as if all the, the hard work Scott Brown was trying to do it himself and he could have done with a real hand. I mean, the obvious guy was, I hate to bring it up again, but if we had got McGinn, I mean, I don't think we'd be talking about this and now the midfield would be, uh, it would be really solid and, and I, I just think we need a bit of muscle in to complement the good football we play. And that's why I've always said that replacing Scott Brown, I do appreciate what Craig has said that uh, he's having a terrific season, but it won't last forever. He might look as if he's getting younger, but he won't last forever. And it's the, for me, major priority for Celtic to try and get the new Scott Brown, who has given his all for 11 years now at Celtic. And they really need to be thinking about that on a, a short to long term basis. Yeah, Wanyama wouldn't be that long term no, basis. No, no, no. So, so for me, he probably wouldn't be the right one. Although I, I do agree with you, there has to come a point where you have to start. Bedding somebody into the team who is going to be the new Scott Brown, but it certainly won't be when Yama, in my opinion. Paul and Kirk and Tillich, thank you very much for kicking us off tonight. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. What does your team need to do during the transfer window? And what about that decision to give Celtic and Rangers fans three stands at St Johnson? A no-brainer, or is there a bit more to it? You tell us. We'll speak to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Craig Beatty here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The top flight is taking its winter break. The teams are getting ready to head off for some warm weather training, but we are still here. The Championship League One and Two is still here this weekend as well. So keep your calls coming in. We're asking you tonight, what does your team need? During the January window Because it's just opened Not a lot's happening yet What do you want to happen? Who do you want to see come in? Who do you want to see leave? Maybe some extended contracts For players that are already there Plans for the future Whatever it may be You tell us This is your chance to have your say On what your team needs During the transfer window 0141 951 1025 uh, We did kick off by looking at today's story Involving St Johnston The news that they're going to trial Giving Celtic and Rangers fans Three out of the four stands Ad McDermott Park you. Uh, it's got everyone going on social media oh. um, I must say Jim McLaughlin says Thistle have given Celtic both new stands For the Scottish Cup game We're in the older Colin Weir stand uh, It makes economic sense But has been very divisive on social media And Craig Brown is on as well He says as a support of a small club It makes sense to me At the end of the day Empty seats are lost revenue oh. If you can fill your stadium with old firm fans It makes business sense Brendan's got another opposing view He says Funny how it's only Rangers and Celtic fans Who think it's a great idea I get the financial benefits But surely it alienates home fans even more And without them there is no club Well you, you can't alienate people who don't turn up uh, They have seats to give away to Celtic and Rangers Because they're unoccupied I'm going to guess though that Brendan means Alienating the fans who do turn up Because well, there will still be a, a yeah. few thousand of them Let's focus on St Johnston If you love St Johnston and you love Perth And you love McDermott Park Then what's wrong with being congregated For one afternoon In the same area With your fellow St Johnson supporters And giving your all In terms of backing the team And what if your team Get inspired by A full house Not lots and lots of blue seats And then there's Celtic fans over there Or Rangers fans over there your team can get a lift from a full house As well as the visiting team Yeah, listen You run the risk of it 
Feeling like it's an away game Which I get And I sympathise with we're, we're talking about St Johnson So I, th- I sympathise with the St Johnson fans That for four matches Next season It may well feel like an away match mm. But If it generates half a million pound plus They may be able to sign Two or three players Of better quality Than yeah. they have just now Therefore be competing Higher up the league Have a chance of top six So for four matches If I was a St Johnson fan I would gladly remove myself From my season ticket seat And go and sit in whatever stand mm-hmm. Steve Brown wanted me to sit in yeah, how much of an impact do fan numbers have on a, a, a performance, Craig? That idea of making it feel like an away game, and um, because the counter to that would be Livingston, who do give Rangers and Celtic a larger section of the Tony Macaroni, um, but have taken points off them both yeah. in the last two seasons. What impact does it have as a player? Well, based on what you've just said, that you know, there's there's a chance that we know that clubs raise their games against Rangers and Celtic so that full house might create a positive atmosphere for, for the home side as well as me just highlighting the, the risk of there being a kind of negative and it feeling like an away match but you know Livingston have taken points they've performed well other teams have done it so for me ultimately if you can generate more money it, it's it's a beneficial the, to the club The flip side of the coin Gordon for me if you get a cup final where and we're highlighting St Johnston tonight because of the decision they have taken uh, St Johnston are playing Celtic or Rangers I would support St Johnston being given As many tickets as they could sell However I would also reserve the right to say Are those who turn up at Hamden Able to be described as glory hunters Because they don't go at the league matches Oh, Is that the end of the question? <laughs> well listen every, every club is going to get Every club of that size is going to see an upturn on a cup final day, aren't they? Yeah. That's just goes without saying. But, but I cynically reserve the right to say, oh, glory hunters on the big day. Where are you when St Johnston are playing Hamilton yeah. Ackies? Again, we say every club's numbers are going to turn up when they go to Hamden when they're playing in cup finals, cup semi finals. That certainly wasn't the case earlier on in the season when there was tickets sent back because the Edinburgh clubs couldn't sell them. So, you know, there's arguments for and against, but, you know, your league matches. And, and creating Generating finances As your bread and butter And I think it's a fabulous idea From Steve Brown What does your club need During the January window Geoffrey? Um, I think we We need a, a striker To cover For Morelos Because you can't expect The four To do All the work Through the season um, Because of his age um, I also like the idea Of St Johnston Giving up three stands Because it's not It's not pretty When you watch A Games at McDermott Park with half with a half empty stadium. Um, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting point because that's not an angle that we've covered yet, Hugh. I don't think anyone would deny empty stands look awful. They really yeah. do. It looks terrible on TV, and if you're talking about marketing the game and trying to attract sponsorship, fine. At the same time, though, I, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. Is that? The St Johnston fans problem You know do, do they Fill the stands With Celtic and Rangers fans Just so that it looks better I don't really know But it, but it certainly doesn't look great In the TV There's a statue of Jockstein Outside Celtic Park And underneath it It says The game without fans Is nothing Now I believe That Even if Your ground Is 75% full Of away fans It adds to the spectacle It gives you a chance To rise to that Particular occasion if you went to Hamden again To use that analogy And you were playing the cup final You'd be outnumbered 3 or 4 to 1 By the Celtic or Rangers fans Anyway And you would expect To attempt to rise to the occasion The game without fans is nothing A full stadium 
is better mm. than a stadium that has Celtic or Rangers fans behind either goal and not very much Jeffrey, outside of that. Jeffrey, when you said that you think Rangers need a new striker because Defoe at his age can't do all the work himself, if he's only playing second fiddle to Morelos though, he maybe doesn't have that much work to do. Surely Jermaine Defoe is, is an able deputy at the moment. Um, you know, I'm not saying Defoe uh, I'm not saying Defoe is, There's nothing over Defoe being the deputy But you can't expect him to play uh, 24-7 Every game If Morelos gets uh, If Morelos gets booked all the time Or gets sent off um, Yeah, but how many games would that really amount to? If it's only the ones that Morelos Can't play in or, or has been rested for it, it doesn't amount to very much Well, uh it's very difficult. I mean, we're going to need to think about this coming up to summer anyway. If if Rangers are going to if Rangers are going to sell, if Rangers are going to sell mm. Morelos, um, I'm just looking ahead. It doesn't necessarily have to be just now. Sure. We're looking at looking ahead. Jeff, Jeffrey, I understand what you're saying. I actually raised this point earlier on in the season as well, where if Morelos and and obviously I hope he doesn't as a, a former professional, if he picks up a, a nasty injury that rules him out for a, for a length of time, then you're relying on a, an older Jermaine Defoe. Now Jermaine Defoe's got great qualities. He's a fabulous footballer and he's still scoring goals. There's no question about it. But I understand and I agree with what you're saying that you would then be relying on him to play almost all of every minute at the minute should something happen to Morelos. I think the problem that you're going to have is you're trying to attract somebody to the club that's going to play third fiddle, which is even less game time than Defoe's getting. So then you're looking at you're having to question someone's ambition who's wanting to come to the club when they're only playing, you know, that they're going to be third choice. And you're then looking at probably the, the, the level of ability if he is going to be a third choice striker. If Jeffrey's concern is long term, what happens when or if uh, Rangers accept a bid for Alfredo Morelos and sell him? Then I think you have to do it in the proper order. You have to sell Morelos first, you have to get the big money, and then you buy the adequate replacement by using a lot of that big money. Hypothetically, Hugh, you you could get to the summer. You know, Rangers could see the season out with two strikers. You could get to the summer. Jermaine Defoe could go back down south, and Rangers could sell Morelos. And Mm. then you're then looking at having to buy two or three strikers from fresh in the summer. So, Jeffrey makes a good point as well about planning for the future. All right, then I asked, you know, what does. Every team need During the transfer window But that can mean A number of things That doesn't just mean Signings What what about Jermaine Defoe What about trying to Extend his stay Craig How high on Rangers List of priorities Should that be but The way Rangers Have been playing recently And the confidence That they've got And you know Going through their team And even the, the strength Of squad I think that would be Very very high up Because I don't think They're lacking In a lot of departments um, I don't think Stephen Gerrard Will be panicking Or scrambling To try and Go and sign somebody In particular Um because I think they're strong at the minute Both For their starting 11 And strength and depth So if I was Stephen Gerrard That would be That would be very high up on my list To try and get another season out of Jermaine Defoe Because I think he's been a really good influence on Morelos as well And the way he's been playing Jeffrey, overall for Rangers You can Almost sense people thinking Well We've got ourselves to within a good position In terms of going top of the league We got to a cup final We're through in Europe And therefore we clearly don't Need to add very much But on the other hand Some people say Well no You 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 try and add to your squad From a position of strength And you try and kick on And you try and make sure You win things At the end of the season Is there anything else You'd like to see added? Um, not really I mean I think We are very strong In the defence I mean I was very doubtful At the beginning of the season But we're getting stronger In the defence 
Um, no, I, don't, I think it's just basically looking ahead to the summer, uh, getting a strike and getting a, another striker. Because I have got a horrible feeling, Morales, the way things are going, will not want to stay at Ibrox. But that's why I say, Jeffrey, if your horrible feeling is correct and he does go, then you're going to need his money or a large proportion of it to buy an adequate replacement. So he has to go first before Rangers have the money to replace him. Maybe it's an obvious one then. Maybe it's too obvious. It's been staring us in the face. If we're asking what the Rangers need to do during the window, keep Morelos? Is that, is that is it too yeah, obvious? There's, there's no chance. I think um, of him being sold now. No, no I told, uh, that's... Yeah, I think and Edward at Celtic, Morelos at Rangers, I, I think that's so obvious that it's yeah. not even been discussed. Yeah, don't mind that Rangers know Rangers uh, I like the expression That Gordon Strachan used At the start of the week The Rangers result Spooked Celtic And I believe The Celtic fans So There's no way in this world That Edward's going anywhere And there's no way in this world That Morelos Is going anywhere In this particular window Because It's now The fight to the end To see who wins this title And You just You couldn't you're talking about betraying fans. Neither Celtic nor Rangers could contemplate the loss of Morelos or Edward in this window. Okay, Jeffrey, thank you very much. It's 0141-951-1025 in the phones. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB as well. We're asking you, fans of all teams, what does your team need during the transfer window? Because you all need something, even if it's as simple as keeping everyone who's there. You might want to add someone new. You might have a whole host of players you think you could do with offloading. What does your team need? Even Sean has been on Twitter. He's got some thoughts from a Motherwell perspective. He says they need Gillespie to sign a new deal. They need a new striker to replace Cole with the rumoured transfer of Murphy back on loan going about. What will the panel's opinions be on who they should get? That might tie in, Hugh, with the fact that Celtic and Rangers, who do they move on? Who do they move out? Sean's hoping that Jamie Murphy would... Go back to where he started his career Yeah I'm not going to use the word Deadwood Because a man told me He took offence at the word On Monday night's programme But There's Deadwood At Celtic And uh, You know the If um, Rangers wanted to Offload players They could do so At the same time But It's always been suggested That Stephen Robinson Has a replacement For Devante Cole Up his sleeve And By and large what is up Stephen Robinson's sleeve Is good for Motherwell Perfect time for you to get in touch It's 0141 951 1025 And we could be speaking to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans is here Craig Beatty alongside him The first Clyde One Super Scoreboard Of the new year As we build up to some Championship fixtures tomorrow We're looking at the transfer window As well and everything else That goes into Scottish football At this time of year It's not always been this way Hugh Are you a fan of, of the winter break Generally or um, Would you prefer it wasn't here It's a bit complicated for me You know you, you, you log jam fixtures Into the month of December And then we have this Two or three week hiatus When teams go away And prepare on the sun I'd be an advocate of Spreading the games out In a in a way that's more advantageous To the clubs In terms of their fitness But If you're going to do this Then those who can afford it Are entitled to go to the sun And get some warm weather training And then come back Because When those two come back Oh my From now until May <laughs> 
Extinguish all smiles And fasten your seatbelt Craig remind me During your career Did we have the winter break At that time No No, no we no, didn't not, not at that point Not in uh, not in Scotland But I remember having it in England um, And a nice warm weather Training camp With, with West Brom um, Which finished in a, a bit of socialising At the end of the night But it didn't go <laughs> particularly well for me So it was counterproductive That's <laughs> what you're telling us It was very counterproductive On a serious note How much of it was Downtime, relaxation How much of it is training And um, getting yourself back up to speed? To be honest The majority of it is, is training um, I think what I think what it does And I think what it's really good is You train in the morning So you still get the quality of work done But then you'll be able to wake, go and play golf in the afternoon You'll have the, the masseurs etc to yourself Whereas when you're here Guys are going home with their families and stuff They've got other commitments And, and they don't quite have that You know um, At their beck and call So when they're away there in Dubai They'll have all the luxuries Or you know Wherever the clubs are going Um I think it's really, really good. I think I think you can go there and you're still working, but the pressure's off. You know, there's not a game coming in two or three days. You're not shaping for a team. You're not trying to get fit. You can just go there and and you can manage your own program. Everybody kind of a tailored program to whatever they require. Um, and you know, I, I, I probably disagree with you slightly. Where there's been so many games, and I think it's hard to, to spread the game out. And you incorporate internationals as well. So like, so Scott Brown, so not Scott Brown, sorry, Cal McGregor. James Forrest have played a lot, a lot of games this season, and and I'm in favour of a, a couple of weeks rest to, to get some rest in. So where legs. where was the West Brom trip, and what's the PG version of why it didn't go well for you? Um, the trip was to Marbella, mm-hmm. um, and to be fair, we were struggling at the bottom of the, the English Premier League at the time. Um, looked like we were getting relegated, and and Tony Mowbray said it was a zero tolerance trip, um, which is absolutely fine. Um, but on the way down to the town in Marbella, he then came up the bus and said, listen, these are all grown men. Uh, the bus leaves at midnight. Ideally, <laughs> ideally, I would like you on the bus. Um, but just don't have my phone ringing. Don't get any trouble. So the boys thought, oh, we've, we've got a wee pass here. We'll, we'll have a couple of beers. And yeah, we'll, we'll miss the 12 o'clock curfew. But as long as we don't get any bother. So the bus was leaving at half past eight to go to the airport the following morning and Getting in at quarter past eight wasn't that wasn't oh ideal, dear. honestly. <laughs> and they wonder why they were bottom of the Premier League. Hugh Keevans, there's a moral fair, to this that, story. That was the only that was the only downtime we got, and and we had a, a bit of a pass. But you know, I still maintain that Gaffer's phone didn't ring. We didn't get any bother. We had a good night, good bit of team spirit. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure his version of events would be different. Anyway, oh, <laughs> that caller just disappeared. We were just going to take a uh, a call. Let's speak to Kevin instead. He's also on the line. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Sam. Hi, Kevin. What's okay. your thoughts tonight? Happy, happy New Year. Oh, same to you, Kevin. Um, so I was just, I'd heard a rumour about, I was just a plan's opinion on what's happening with Lee Griffiths. I'd heard a rumour that he was going back to Hibs, but obviously I was sympathetic about his illness. It's a serious illness we, we, he went through. You know, a lot of people don't take it serious because it's not physical, but I've had a bit of experience with myself. But, um, like, we're crying out for Griffiths. He only got ten minutes there last week, and somebody's got a bit of fight about him. Uh, obviously, I would like I would like to sign another Gary Hooper or whatever. You know, he gets to get his to me. But um, is there any word on Griffiths? What's happened? Is he fully fit? Is he anything know? I think uh, Neil Lennon is already on record as saying that he will not be going anywhere in this January transfer window. Uh, he is clearly, and I'll bow to Craig Beatty's. Uh, opinion on this one But he, he looks to me As if he's way off the pace And it's his physical fitness uh, That has to be attended to uh, That Will only help gain Him more game time 
And with regard to the other issues in his life uh, It's not for us to speculate But it's for us to say we wish him well uh, And hope that everything is alright in that regard But I think Craig, he simply doesn't look fit enough I mean Craig, there are degrees of fitness He's clearly... He's clearly fit in the respect that he's been involved in various matchday squads yep. He's involved in a squad for a game the size of the Rangers one And he comes on Is he flying 100% the Lee Griffiths of old? Well, no, probably not And with that in mind How important could this couple of weeks be for him then? To, to get away with the team and, and work on a few things And get himself really back integrated into things Yeah, again, it's going to be a massive couple of weeks for, for Lee Griffiths But Lee Griffiths' problem is that When he comes back Odson Edward is... Probably the first name in the Celtic team sheet So still He's going to struggle for minutes He's going to struggle for The match sharpness that we talk about He's getting 10-15 minutes here and there Which is not going to get Lee Griffiths to where he, where he needs to be um, Now Obviously the, the, the club have looked after him um, And what, what I'm thinking is that If Celtic do strengthen in January in that department Maybe the best thing for Lee Griffiths would be Now this is completely hypothetical that he went to For example A Hibs on loan And he get game after game After game To get back to where Lee Griffiths should And needs to be Yeah It seems like a, Going to be one to watch Kevin Because Neil Lennon has said A couple of times That he Will be looking to bring In a striker Sprorer has been mentioned Kevin So If another striker comes in Surely just by the, the, You know the, the the probability Of Lee Griffiths Getting more game time Is Is, is going to diminish Surely well, I well obviously, but I mean, I was just—it would just be typical. It would just be typical. I was to like, you see, put him in loan or sell him to Hibs, and and next time he come up against Hibs, he'd, he'd stick one in the net. Do you know what I mean? Punishes. Well, uh, if you send him out of loan to Hibs, then obviously he, he's not allowed to play against you, the parent club. Um, I think part of the reason behind keeping Lee Griffiths will be that as the weeks and months go by. If he can be of use to Celtic Then Neil Lennon will Throw him into the fray uh, Better to have him there Than to regret Ultimately Not having him there Because Whoever is brought in And somebody Will be brought in uh, You are relying on that somebody mm. Hitting the ground And uh, Being able to be trusted by Neil Lennon But With Griffiths there in reserve Kevin, thank you very much. Let's get the thoughts of Mark, who's a Rangers fan from Knightswood. Hi, Mark. Hey, Jason, you all right? Not too good. bad. How are you? I know it's a bad nothing. Uh, happy to get these all. Yeah, same thank to you, Mark. Um, I thought you had a good one. Thank you. Uh, listen, I'm just actually giving you a wee call tonight because uh, I want to congratulate Stephen Gerrard for the performance of the Rangers team on Sunday. Um, unfortunately, I was away. And I had actually no signal on my phone So <laughs> the slagging match was not there <laughs> um, So I was a wee bit raging for that <laughs> But no, I think the, the game is absolutely phenomenal uh, I mean, I did get a chance to watch it And I, I can definitely go to congratulate him and the team for the performance that they, they put out no, it's, um, I think we definitely came a long way To where we've been no, And then to come up at this stage And now I think you now it's more vibrant. The first day back at work today, the vibe was all back there. You no, know, to bring the league back, you no, know, and get that excitement back, it's it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so, before before anyone jumps in, Hugh, we know that the league hasn't been won yet, and we yeah. know that there's a long way to go. But just given the way Stephen Gerrard and Rangers went about it, how much praise should be deserved for 
For him specifically Oh for him specifically An awful lot of praise uh, He came here with the The, the rookie manager uh, Being placed against his name uh, And in his first season You cannot revise history In his first season Didn't make a cup final And he lost the league By a fair old distance This season The gauntlet has been thrown down uh, They Took Celtic Part of the way In the Betfred Cup final But They blew it When they had the penalty At 1-0 And uh, Jeremy Fringpong Being sent off And the game being 11 v 10 Rangers blew it at that point They bottled uh, it Hugh Well I, 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 Morelos bottled it as well When he had that penalty spot He bottled it Well Do you but, know what I mean He's not a penalty taker either But to me on that day It was actually Cavalier that bottled it well, to be fair, then, to be fair though, the no, but to be fair, Stephen Gerrard and you, you, you're on to praise Stephen Gerrard. He said that day that um, Morelos was the designated penalty taker, so any decision to replace Morelos was not taken by the manager. Um, now, the gauntlet has been thrown down, and when the pair of them come back from Dubai, every game is crucial because if Rangers. Equal or better Every result that Celtic have Rangers will win the league And the two games they have against each other One in March At Ibrox And then the final one at Celtic Park After the split Those two games Could very well determine The outcome of this league title race And therefore The gauntlet's been thrown down and there is no point in anyone denying that is the case Craig Mark started off speaking specifically about Stephen Gerrard yep. On one hand you can say Well Rangers should be better Because they've got better players now Than they did last season But specifically on the manager's front Do you see him having learned From, from mistakes that, that he maybe made last season Or earlier in the season do you, do you see him progressing as well at the moment? Yeah without a, a shadow of a doubt And I think in his interviews post-match Particularly he's very very honest And I think he gives a very good assessment And, and judgment of what's happened And the first game as I, as I said earlier in the show He tried to contain Celtic's midfield by, by putting extra bodies and Rangers in midfield And he's obviously learned from that um, As you touched on They were they had a very good performance And, and slightly unlucky in the, the final of the Betfred Cup And then on Sunday so He's gone from a, a game of containment To a high press with a high tempo um, And I think there's been a, a big transition As the season's gone on And I start to see And Rangers start to see the, the effect that Stephen Gerrard used to have on Liverpool The way, you know, the way that Rangers are playing at the minute Um so yeah, I think a huge amount of credit should go to the manager And given the fact that Celtic are 10 points better off this season At this point last season And Rangers are actually so close with the game in hand to go above I, I think enormous credit actually should be given to the manager Mark and Knightswood, thank you very much for the call Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Imagine the bragging rights Hugh Keevans Of oh. saying you were the first Beat the Pundit contestant Of the new year And the new decade That will that'll live with you forever You've got the chance To be the first Beat the Pundit winner Of the new decade If you fancy it tonight 0141 951 1025 You need to be quick Because the lines close At 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation For more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Craig Beatty are here We have been Looking back on 
Not a lot really Hugh Because it's the first Super scoreboard Of the new year Yeah. So the, the winter break Is upon us And we've been Touching on The game on Sunday But it's Fading into the distance now We've been asking uh, What your club needs During the transfer window We've been looking back On this decision For St Johnson To give Rangers and Celtic Three stands uh, For forthcoming meetings In Perth So if you've got any thoughts On them Keep them coming And what about you Championship fans You really get centre stage Tomorrow and over the next few weeks League 1 and League 2 as well Partick Thistle fans Any of you out there Morton perhaps I'm thinking about the local area What does the next couple of weeks Hold for you 01419511025 We'll do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It is beat the pundit time. Now, Paul and Airdrie, I don't mean to add any extra pressure to you, but you've got the chance of being the first beat the pundit winner or loser of the new decade. You up for it? Aye, 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 that sounds good Sounds good to Paul, I like that Paul and Airdrie Craig Beattie, doesn't sound so good to him Paul, he's played in front of thousands of fans in his career And he honestly sweats buckets and his face goes red <laughs> when they beat the pundit music starts He's still not over this yet I'm doing it yet He's still not over the, no. the shock of it no. yet, no? <laughs> okay, Hugh Because the pressure's on me to stop Paul being the first If you want coolness personified, just look at the gentleman on your right, Hugh Keevans, player of many beat the pundits. He doesn't always play them well, uh, but he plays them with the same composure and enthusiasm as always. Is that right? I go from one defeat to another with no loss of enthusiasm. Great. Heads, it's Hugh. Tails, it's Craig. You're off the hook. It's heads, it's Hugh Keevans. (laughs) It's Paul from Airdrie. So I'm going to give Hugh some Clyde 2 to listen to Paul. That way he can't hear us. You have 30 seconds. Head to head with Hugh. You can pass. That's the key, Paul. If you don't know it, pass it and move on to the next one quickly, okay? Okay. Good man, your time starts now. Which team is top of Scottish League One? Martin. Which Kilmarnock player previously played with Partick Thistle and Luton Town? Pass. Who was the last club managed by Jim Jeffries? Kilmarnock. Where did Celtic sign Lee Griffiths from? Hibs. Who is Rangers' next league game against? Partick No Oh I don't Who's been appointed Queen's Park New head coach Pass Okay Let's bring Hugh Keevans Back Hugh can you hear us I can You can Great Same set of questions to you Okay Ready Okay Which team is top of Scottish League 1 Wraith Rovers Which Kilmarnock player Has previously played With Partick Thistle And Luton Town Uh, Stephen O'Donnell Who was the last club Managed by Jim Jeffries Kilmarnock Who did Celtic sign Lee Griffiths from? Wolves Who is Rangers next league game against? Pass Who has been appointed Queen's Park's new head coach? Ray McKinnon uh, Sorry, who is the traditional name of Partick Thistle Stadium? Hill. Okay I would have maybe given you another one since I lost the sheet of paper But let's just say I don't think you're going to need it Is that fair, Paul? Ah, you're no well beaten. <laughs> well beaten, says Paul. Uh, let's find out just how well beaten. The first question was which team is top of Scottish League One? It's Wraith Rovers. Hugh Evans goes into a 1 0 lead. The Kilmarnock player that's previously played with Partick and Luton is Stephen O'Donnell. It is 2 0. Who was the last club managed by Jim Jeffries, Craig? Would you have a guess if I told you they were both wrong? No Dunfermline oh. I never heard what Paul said yeah, Like two as well <laughs> oh, They were both wrong anyway That's all you need to know um, Where did Celtic sign Lee Griffiths from? I can see why you went for Hibs uh, That was a lone spell It was Wolves Oh that's Wolves Day Yes yeah, so Hugh is now 3-0 in front Who is Rangers next league game against? It's St Mirren 
Uh, who's been appointed new Queen's Park head coach? It is Ray McKinnon, Hugh. You got that one right, didn't you? Yep. You did. And the traditional aim of Partick Thistle Stadium is for Hill. That's two, three, four, five for Hugh. And Paul, you've kicked well, us off with poor. a zero. A poor, zero. Poor, poor showing. It's just Paul. Nobody will know who you are. There could be loads of Pauls in here. I know. Aye. For the record, that was Paul Riley in Airdrie. Thank you very much. <laughs> if you're a pal of Paul's, get on to him and let him know what you think. But thank you very much on a serious note for taking part, Paul. The first one of the new decade. Yeah. Uh, if I was a cynic, Hugh, we could just point out that things can only get better as the decade progresses. 2020 is my year. If, if you can't be properly focused in 2020, when can you be? Well, how, many, how many years have you said that, Hugh? Or every, every one How many here. decades have you said that? Three <laughs> uh, Well I'm in my fourth decade here so. Well I'll tell you what Funny you should say that Because Yeah it's early on It's only three days And I received my favourite email of the decade so far oh. Today Yeah uh, Still time for it to To get better It comes from Derek Kuma Now Derek McCrory Sorry is, is the name That was the, the email So Derek McCrory Is f- At the moment Hugh In Saitama, Japan Wow and he clearly is a big fan of the show Because he has sent me what can only be described As a dossier Detailing every single Beat the Pundit match this season He's got games played He's got wins, losses, win percentages Questions answered correctly Clyde won balls given away The longest winning streak The biggest victory, the biggest defeat I kid you not, I'm going to publish this When I find the most effective way of doing it It is incredible work from Derek in Japan I've been in Japan It's a big place Derek You've got to get out more <laughs> No I, Don't listen to him Derek I love it Now Obviously some pundits Have played a lot more Than others So the, the You know the, the total numbers are, are skewed a little bit So win percentage You would think Would be the fairest way Of doing it And I can tell you There are only two pundits With a 100% Win percentage Who mm. do you think they are? Um, Roger Hanna mm-hmm. And Fraser Wishart Roger Hanna has lost this season So he does not have a 100% record Mark Weedy does And Fraser Wishart does Now They've only played Nine and five games respect. No uh, Six and five games respectively mm. So that's why Now if you're still awake Don't worry I'm about to move on And go back to the phones I just thought it was quite funny That Derek had put in so much effort Into this He's even got Like I say Biggest Wins Biggest defeats The most Clyde won balls Given away by Alex Ray oh, So we're going to have to start Docking his wages Right 01419511025 Let's hear from Richard He's a St Mirren fan in Paisley Hi Richard Hey, uh, how you doing? Happy New Year guys Thank, Thank you Richard you. Same to you What's on your mind tonight? Um, I was I was listen, I heard that St Johnson news um, Earlier on the day You know And I just I, My thinking on it was Just the timing Is absolutely terrible I think I'd be quite annoyed um, if suddenly in December we're getting told right you're moving seats because you know we're selling it when the old firm come to town um, I think when we came up um, you kind of need to let your heat drill your heart a bit you know we gave them um, both stands behind the goals um, but the the season tickets were priced accordingly you know so you don't you pay a bit less and you don't get the old firm games if you're in the family stand um, so I think you know that's that's all about board because attendances did drop off um, when the old firm come to visit so I can sort of understand why the club needs to make money out of it. Um, but I think, you know, if you're suddenly saying in December, by the way, your seat's away um, for these next couple of games coming up, then that, that would kind of leave a sour taste in my mouth. Richard, St Johnson have got a game against Rangers and a game against Celtic at home still to play this season, which could generate them upwards of £250,000. So would you not rather, as a if you were a Williamson Munn fan, but if you were a St Johnson fan, 
Would you not rather get that money banked for the summer So that there's potential that the club or the manager Could then use that in the summer To have a better squad starting the next campaign Aye but I would be I would aye But I would be also be asking questions Why was this no further planned you know I could sort of You can sort of take it in the, the start of the season You know where they're saying You know we'll sell you these, these But you don't get the old fun games in it You've got an option to buy one in these seats you know um, But So uh, you need to like You know Your initial response is No no chance We're not giving them anything But you know, by the same token, your heat does need to rule your heart. First of um, all, so that's a tough one, you know. First of all, the people who run your club, it's their prerogative whether they follow Stephen Brown's example or not. But confining myself to St Johnston, as I understand Stephen Brown's rationale, he's saying that it's partly due to a lack of spectator interest from the St Johnston public. Yeah, but. Richard, to be fair to him, is not doubting any of that. And in fact, he's admitting that he can kind of see why teams do it. But he's talking about a bit of, a bit of forward planning or the, the message that it sends. Because football is a business, Hugh. I think everyone knows that. But oh. it's not only a business. And even if you think that it's mostly a business, fine. But, but it's not only a business. And there are some things that you just can't quite put a price on. That might sound a bit... Um, a bit dreamy, you know, a bit romantic, but yeah. but but it is true that the, the relationship that fans have with their football club is, it, is that not one of the sort of special things that, that keeps everyone going? And if if your club is making you feel like you don't matter as much as you could because they're moving you without any prior warning, as Richard wants, that's bound to leave a bad taste. Money is hugely important, but surely there are other things that matter as well. I never downplay the romanticism where football is concerned because that's what keeps people coming back year after year, decade after decade. It's why fathers take their sons to the game and why those sons eventually take their sons to the game. And I do understand that's the circle of life where football is concerned in this country and in other countries. However, the ledger has two pages. One is emotion and the other is economics. And we've had plenty of economic scare stories in this country. Never to downplay the importance of finance. And if Stephen Brown thinks that St Johnston can be doing with the extra money generated by the fans of Celtic and Rangers, then he knows the economics of the situation at St Johnston better than anyone. Yeah, and listen, this is on a sort of trial basis, if you like, for the remainder of this season. So maybe Richard will even take your... Ideas on board I'm sure if it was Going to be a permanent thing You would need to do something With the season tickets You couldn't have someone Paying the same price uh, yeah. to, to, to get those games Included for someone uh, Who doesn't Well we've got you Richard Though with your St Mirren hat on We've been asking everyone What your team needs to do During the transfer window What does St Mirren need to do? Oh Do you know where There's a 25 25 goal here <laughs> A striker Nope For your budget um, That would be nice But I think I think defence We've just We've just sent uh, that boy McLaughlin back to Hull He's yep. just been a call to Hull Hasn't he So We definitely need to strengthen in that that, um, that area of the park You know Central defence would be ideal Maybe even a right back And let Flynn Way up the park a bit And this is where finance be Becomes good. important Because St Mirren are six points Above Hearts And you, could, you couldn't have got a bet On that at the start of the season That when the winter break came St Mirren would be six points above Hearts So well done Jim Goodwin And all concerned However What Hearts might have over St Mirren In this January transfer window Is a bit of financial clout I do understand that players will have to go out the door At Tynecastle, But others will assuredly come in 
And that six point gap might melt away And that's where finance becomes important I wish Jim and all the St Mirren players The very best For the back half of the season But this is where finance can take its toll Yeah and that, that gap You know at this time next season May be closer between Hearts and St Mirren Is the example that you've gave Due to the fact that if, if they're giving their, their stand away to, to Rangers and Celtic But just off air there Richard I was talking about How good a game Obika had against Celtic And I know you're, you're joking about a 25 goal a season striker Listen unfortunately mate St Mirren are not going to get one of them But I was particularly impressed with Obika I thought he gave Julian quite a tough time the, the Last week against um, against Celtic well, I think he's a, he's a decent player If he could if he could find some shooting boots You know he's definitely going to be with us for much longer You know unfortunately um, he gets into good positions, big strong lad. Um, he's no problem playing off the playing off the back line. But um, yeah, if he, if he could find the back of the net. But as I say, I think I think you know I don't think we're going to get we're not going to get masses of goals out of anybody that we can bring in in, the, in January, especially. Um, so I think you know defence is kind of where we're looking at Flynn. He can he can chip in with goals if we could let him up the park a wee bit. Um, seeing Cody Cook coming back, um, he's. He's been he's, he looks the part as well. Um so I think it's looking okay. But I think I think on St Johnson as well. I don't think I don't think they're going to attract many more fans. I think they've been one of the best in the country, you know, uh, trying to get folk in. I think if you're taking a couple of kids to the game or you're they're getting in for practically nothing and you know, I don't really see where they're going to get extra fans, but I think that if I if I'd just paid my, my season ticket, you know, I think I'd be annoyed at it happening in December. Yeah, that's where you do cut the St Johnson board a bit of slack Hugh because they have tried I've seen people say don't just throw open your door to Celtic or Rangers you have to try more to get mm-hmm. your own fans in they have tried they've had various different ticketing initiatives and if you take the last decade it's the most successful decade St Johnson football club has ever ever had Yeah. so Steve Brown and everyone else must be thinking what more can we do you know when you're in Paisley um and I go back many years when Alex Smith took St Mirren to the cup final against Dundee United. Uh, it was the first time a final was ever called the People's Final. And Paisley turned out big time. And Paisley is a football town. And uh, there is uh, a feeling for St Mirren. In Perth, you never get the impression... That there's that same emotional commitment to the football team Well George is in Bathgate He's a Rangers fan though He's got some thoughts on this Hi George I, I think I think it's a great thing Gordon I really do I, I'm one of these guys Who goes to the games When you go And you can There's boys in the morning Struggling for tickets And things like that um, And you get there And there's a half empty stand You're not actually really concerned us Because your fans are going there But if, if, that, if their team's like St Johnson's That's asked them They're willing to get A wee bit more money in. And like you said or I think it was Craig said earlier Maybe get two or three better high quality players Maybe they're selling the league I think that's going to be a good thing for Scottish football Can I make another couple of points as well just quickly? Yeah on you go It was just the other night there um, when I can't remember who it was It was one I think it was Alec Ray actually I can't remember who it was And we spoke about um, Chris Sutton's comments About Stephen Gerrard after the game Gordon I think it was you on that night I don't know if you were on that night oh, You've caught me on my one night off I was away at a wedding of all re- re- things But obviously I'm, I'm refresh, aware of Refresh our memories what, what did Chris Sutton say about Stephen Gerrard? Ah well, I'm not. I'm not going to give the man even airtime. But I, th- I thought you, you. I thought you were normally actually said. Well, critical, honest, critical of the the celebration would be the, the gist of it. It was critical of Stephen Gerrard's well, celebration, I, wasn't it? I, if you remember the program correctly, I said that Stephen Gerrard was entitled to every second of the celebration that he performed. 
Well, you did see that, Hugh. I think, I think it was out of the date. It was on me as well. I couldn't read it in mind. But the, 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 the pundits did say that on the show. But, I mean, for a guy like Chris Sutton to come out and say this, I mean, we all know what he said after the Dunfermline uh, game and the things he's been up to in Scottish football. I mean, I think it's about a bit of order for a guy like that to have their space to actually come on and say uh, silly things like that. For, for us to go there uh, and beat them after so many years, when have you got to celebrate that? Like, uh, Stephen Gerrard, the fans and the players deserved every single minute of it. But you know the um, one thing I'd say to you, the one thing I'd say to you in response to that, you're saying giving him the airtime. We have given you the airtime to say that Chris Sutton was wrong. That's the way democracy works. I've got to be honest, I'm pretty glad Chris Sutton said that because I benefit from it. I got a lot of games at the start of the following season because <laughs> he was suspended. Well, <laughs> when, he, when he said when he said what he said at Kilmarnock that day, that was a player. Suffering the extreme disappointment of losing the league in the final day That's one thing When you are a pundit And Chris Sutton is a very good pundit Because he fulfills the role of the columnist and pundit He provokes conversation He provokes debate And George, just to go back to the point you, we have given you the airtime to say that Chris Sutton was wrong. Anyway, he's not here, so I don't think we really need to to spend too much time. But in terms of the argument itself, you actually agree with George. You think uh, that yeah. outpouring of emotion—that's no problem as I, far as I you're saw concerned. Absolutely nothing wrong with what Stephen Gerrard did. Um, he is trying to win a league. He understood the importance of the result against Celtic, and he reacted accordingly. He did nothing. To provoke anyone He did not gesture towards anyone Other than the camera To express his sheer delight And after the The defeats he suffered Particularly the Betfred Cup final this season He was entitled to every Second of his celebration George and Bathgate thank you very much for the call Hopefully speak to you soon on 01419511025 Never let it be said that the pundits don't take Beat the pundits seriously We've got Craig Beattie who becomes a bag of nerves As soon as the music starts And you remember I read out some of Derek's email That he sent from Japan yep. Listing all the Some stats on. Gordon DL has already been in touch Very impolite as well One oh. of, with, with, the, with a word oh, that really? he, he used in there Oh dear Directed at me um, What about my win percentage? <laughs> uh, he says um, but I, I, didn't, I didn't mention his He is on 88% win, mm. win rate So he has done okay yeah. Mark Weedy's yep. got 100% Fraser Wishart's got 100% Roger's got 90% And you've got 88 So yeah, it's fine But Gordon, you also didn't mention no, the fact it's That no he helped a fellow that. pundit one night Which is completely <laughs> against the rules Craig, when you're a wise old owl You don't give two hoots <laughs> <laughs> On that note, full-time teaser's coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans is here Craig Beatty's alongside him And they are waiting to take your calls It's 01419511025 And on Twitter it is at Clyde SSB What about you fans of the Championship Centre Stage For you tomorrow We're on air at 2 o'clock We're going to be at all the big games in the Championship So why not get in touch nice and early and let us know what you think How do you see your team performing tomorrow Any business to be done during January For you guys out there in the Championship Let us know We've got a full time teaser for you Don't I'm, think they've gone away At I'm the turn of roll, the year I'm on a roll I've just won Beat the Pundit 5-0 I am the kingpin <laughs> This one's been sent in By Lewis Graham tonight So thank you to Lewis for sending in And if you want to hear your question On the show in the future Then the address you need is Fulltime at Clyde1.com Fulltime 
at Clyde1.com Now, as you know, the curtain came down on the footballing decade on Sunday mm. We had Celtic against Rangers, in case you didn't notice Now, on the first match day of that decade Was also an old firm game It was a 1-1 draw at Ibrox And I wonder if you can name the 10 Scots who played that day So the year is 2010 Mm-hmm First weekend right. Of the previous decade So a one-all draw at Ibrox Between the sides And ten Scots Played that day As always with our questions Well not as always But particularly on this one When we say Scots We mean footballing nationality That just clears up One or two Discrepancies Shall we say Alan McGregor Yes um, <clears throat> Alan, Alan Hutton No Stephen Naismith No I actually thought that would be one but no. Jackie McNamara No Scott Brown No Actually Jay. See that silence you're hearing That's not good That's not a good thing <laughs> not On the full time teaser Trust me Alright I'll give you some thinking time You can play along with us on Twitter uh, The first match day of the last decade Was also an old firm game Just like the final match day Of the decade This one was a 1-1 draw At Ibrox I think it was the 3rd of January So I think this may actually Be the anniversary of it Anyway can you name The 10 Scots who played that day You've got Alan McGregor And Lee, another 9 to go Yes You've got Alan McGregor Lee McCulloch And another 8 to go Davy Weir You've got Alan McGregor Lee McCulloch <laughs> Davy Weir And another 7 to go We'll leave it there Let's take a call from Andy Who is a Partick Thistle fan In Drum Chapel How are you Andy? No bad, how you on guys? Yeah, not too bad at all Big game tomorrow Andy Massive game That's what I was phoning in uh, I'm, I'm going to head along tomorrow uh, Kids are away this weekend So I've got a, a free Saturday But uh, I think it's a, it's a definite must win uh, For us tomorrow uh, Obviously both teams Allo and This will get good results last week So it would have been nice if uh, we could have got the victory last week in Aloha lost would they give us a, a nice wee bit of clearance there but it's definitely a must game but I, I think we could I think we can win it tomorrow we're playing well um, there's a lot of energy in the team just now I was a bit disappointed to see uh, Zanata go back to Livingston because I think he's he's really talented and very good in the wing for us so uh, I think that's a little, a little bit of a loss for us he's definitely been coming off the bench and it's, it's a good impact and can add a bit of energy to the game when it starts to slow down a wee bit I thought we were unlucky against Dundee, you know, the the, uh, the week before. So the team's definitely playing a lot better. They're, they're, they're a lot hungrier. They're, they're fighting for everything, second balls. And um, I think Kenny Miller's been fantastic the last couple of weeks. The energy, you know, he, he's hit the bar, he's hit the post. He's been unlucky with a few chances. But he's certainly, for a 40-year-old, he's moving about that park. Uh, his fitness levels are unbelievable. So he seems to be coming back into a, a good bit of form for us. So... I'm hoping he continues that tomorrow as well The very first point I made about the Championship On tonight's programme Is that Pretty much everybody can beat everybody else Even Dundee United running away with it uh, Lost to Alloa um, It's one of those knife edge fixtures tomorrow Partick Thistle four points above Alloa A win for Partick Thistle It's seven points That's a body blow for Peter Grant and Alloa A win for Alloa And it's one point between the two And then the pressure's on Ian McCall So 
It is all the makings of being a terrific game And in a league that can be so unpredictable As I say, Alloa played Dundee United Who are running away with the title race At Alloa And they beat them easily So I honestly don't know what to tell you about tomorrow Because in that in that league Anything can happen yeah, the, what, what, what I will say is that Ian McCall came on very early in his reign And he basically said that they were in, and they were at that point in a relegation battle. Now, if Partick Thistle win tomorrow, that would put seven points already between the bottom club Aloha and Partick Thistle, which I think is a remarkable achievement in such a short space of time. Thistle getting into the game with, with three wins out of the last four matches. Um, so I think I think it's looking very very rosy at uh, Firhill at the minute. Yeah, I mean Andy, the other thing would be Reese Cole extended his loan spell till the end of the season. I don't think it's any secret. Thistle fans that come on the show, Ian McCall has made no secret of it. I don't think either about you know trying to do some some good business during January. You got any thoughts on on what you might need? Uh, um, well, first of all, getting Reese Cole to the end of the season, um, probably one one of our best players this season. So fantastic news and. Uh, I mean, he's 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 got a bright future ahead of him. There's no doubt about that. And it would be great if it, at the end of the season, it would be with us. But um, we need investment. I, I've been on the show before and I've said that that um, you know this one never. We're always looking for loans and um, you know free players and stuff for that. It's hard to run a team. It's frustrating for the fans. But I realise that we're on a that we're on a hard budget there. Um, you know, I, I think we we could be certainly doing with a goal scorer. Uh, Kenny Miller's chipped in with a few goals, which has been great, and there's there's been some other goals. Um, I think defensively we're looking a lot better uh, than we have been, and the midfield we're, we're, there's a bit of dig there again. Um, I, I like Gary Harkins; I'm a big fan of his, but sometimes I don't think there's much left in uh, in Gary Harkins. So I think um, certainly he can come off the bench, but we need to be looking for somebody to kind of replace him to bring a bit of creativity. Uh, it's not, that's why I was disappointed seeing Zanata go back to Livingston. It's not so much what Gary's got left in the legs, but there's a good old brain working there with Gary Harkins. And also the point you made about defenders, Tam O'Ware came up with the big goal last week at Capelo. Um And the goals do come from uh, all over the park for Partick Thistle. Uh, if you want to move on, Aloha. And places like Alloa are where you have to dig deep and not come away as the defeated side. And uh, I don't need to tell Ian McCall that. And it's a it's a huge game, but with a huge incentive. A win and you're seven points away from Alloa. That's the incentive. Thank you very much. That was Andy, Partick Thistle fan from Drumchapel. Big focus for us on the championship in the coming weeks on a Saturday, as you can imagine. So Andy, make sure you give us a call back after the games. Let us know how your team performed. What about tonight's teaser? A bit of a correction, actually. Now, Lewis sent it in. Um, the game in question was actually at Celtic Park. I don't think that makes much difference to you right, two, right, right, right. if I'm being honest. Uh, but the game in question was at Celtic Park. It was the first match day. Of the last decade And it was also an old firm game A 1-1 draw at Celtic Park Ten Scots played that day Scots by football nationality We've got McGregor, Weir and McCulloch Stephen McManus Nope <sighs> Ed McGeady By footballing nationality Represented the Republic oh, sorry, of Ireland right, so Sorry Thompson Who? Kevin? Kevin or Stephen? Just any, <laughs> any Thompson Kevin or Stephen? Uh, no No Thompsons involved No Okay too early for James Forrest Yep Mark, uh, Mark Wilson No 
Mm. Kenny Miller? No, actually. All right, leave it there. We'll speak to Grant, <laughs> who's a Rangers fan on the line. Don't you be helping them out, Grant? What's your point tonight? I was just about to say that 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 has got to be the easiest ten players to you know the Scottish. That's the easiest quiz I've ever heard. They're <laughs> easy. Uh, you know you know, seriously, all struggling with it. Just rub it in, Grant, but don't give any of the answers away. What's your point? No, uh, no. Let's talk about Sir Johnson. Obviously, giving uh, you know Rangers and Celtic alloc- uh, more allocation. Mm-hmm. I I think it's fantastic. I know there was a previous caller saying you know it's a bit annoying being told to move seats and so on. But every weekend I watch football from here on the TV and it's quite depressing seeing half-empty stadiums, sometimes more than half-empty. You know, if you can't fill your stadium with your own fans, then the away fans should be coming in. Uh, I think when you're watching the game on TV, it makes the game more more appealing to, you know, people outside of the league. Uh, And uh, I think it was Shrew that Pep mentioned it either as well. Uh, he mentioned it earlier that £250,000 extra income for St Johnson. If every team did that every single season, you know, you know, more money would stay in Scottish football. Clubs would have a bit more to spend in the summer. Uh, you know, I just wanted to hear what the panel thought of I, that. I can only speak about St Johnston because they're the club who have taken this decision. Whether others follow or not is entirely up to them. But I knew Jeff Brown, the, the the father of Stephen Brown, who is the, the current chairman of St Johnston. The Brown family, over many years, have ploughed money into St Johnston. Today, Stephen Brown has acknowledged that they haven't been paid back in terms of a big enough support in Perth. And so... Today they have announced that When Celtic and Rangers go to McDermott Park Before the end of this season They'll get three stands Partly because of a lack of Public interest From the St Johnston following In Perth and its surrounding areas Football Has to be about economics As well as emotion And the Brown family have ploughed Plenty of money into St Johnston Now they want to bring money into St Johnson that they have not hmm. provided. It seems like quite a delicate balancing act, Grant. Because I think you're right. I mean, I, I agreed with it earlier. Anyone who turns on a TV and sees an empty stadium will automatically think it looks terrible. How how could you not? However, is, is that I'm, I'm trying to figure out how much of a priority that is for St Johnson. I mean, if they're talking about their or, or any other club, in fact, if their priority is to try and get people to come. To the games and actually Pay money to get into the stadium How much thought can they give to what it looks like To other people watching on TV No, I, Listen I get it as well I understand but you already made a point Saying that St Johnson have Done their you know, done their best to try and get yeah. Their own fans through the door uh, And I know that Hugh can only Talk about St Johnson but you know I've watched Rangers against Motherwell, Rangers against Kilmarnock You know uh, Even Celtic Celtic are not the problem here, but I've watched them, you know, all every mostly every game this season, and you, there's massive patches of the stadium that are just empty. And for me, that doesn't. I think that just sends the wrong message in general. I know every club will want to have their own fans there, but the fact is, where are they? Why are they not going? You know, and I can't imagine it's price. It's prices. I, can't, I and I'm not sure what 
you know, what Motherwell would sell a ticket to come on it for. I have no idea because I've never been to a game like that. But it, surely it can't be down to price. You know, well, so I just think, I just think at the end of the year, if, you know, if, the, if your home allocation isn't taken, you give it to the, the away team. And at the end of the year, your bank balance is flourishing more than what it is. And I know you want to be loyal to your own fans, but if, you're, if they're not going... Then Grant, something we, has to be done about it. We stood in the we stood in this very studio last Friday, Gordon and I, and Dundee United versus Dundee was on television, and every seat inside Tannadice <clears throat> was occupied, and we agreed that how good does that look? How well does that reflect on Scottish football? People are looking at that crowd who don't live in Scotland and the. Savouring the atmosphere And you're thinking Wow That's good If Celtic And or Rangers Go to Perth And it's the same Not a seat left empty It televises well The atmosphere For those who are at the game Is enhanced Maybe not for the St Johnson fans Is that not the point? Well Alright then Leave the seats empty and and let us have <laughs> and let us have let us have the the spectacle that I didn't I didn't I didn't say that so before you Grant's put words into my mouth, mouth again we, the, 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 it is possible that there's a counter argument to what you're saying that's all I'm just trying to uh, cover uh, all parts of the discussion uh, so what I'm saying is you said the atmosphere is better yeah and I'm telling I'm I'm asking you to consider that maybe some of the St Johnson fans wouldn't agree maybe being sat there being bombarded by opposition fans chants and songs isn't enjoyable for some people I'm not even saying that makes it the right or the wrong decision I'm just trying to guard against your sweeping generalisation that everyone will yeah, appreciate that a better atmosphere if you have the number of St Johnson supporters who want to go to that game congregated in their designated area for the day it's one day and their club is making a healthy profit out of it. Must we always in this country cut our noses off to spite our faces? I think it comes down to a simple choice if you're a St. Johnson fan. You either listen to the silence and your bank balance is less, or you listen to a noise in an atmosphere and your bank balance is increased. Now, if I was a St. Johnson fan, it is an absolute no-brainer. Put away the ego, put away your thoughts, put away your opinions and back your chairman and your club will be financially better off. Yeah, and to be fair, I think most of the St. Johnson fans I've seen on social media sort of get that. They, they say that, you know, we'd rather it wasn't this way. Do they want it? But, Probably uh, not. But are they going to accept it? Are they going to yeah. deal with it? I think they have to for the greater good. Grant, thank you very much for the call. Grant knew all the answers to the teaser, or at least he said he did. We've got a lot of... Um, right. Did Grant say Stephen Whitaker? A lot of good stuff coming in on Twitter. Just let me take a quick look. Gabby Amato is helping you out. I mean, well, not really, because I'm not going to tell you. David has got a couple of good suggestions as well. Jordan has got a good few in there. John Rogers has thrown in Stephen Whitaker. Would you like to add? I'm going to put Stephen Whitaker at the list. Wise decision Well done Stephen oh, Whitaker okay. right. Paul Hartley No Barry Robson Oh that's a great shout I had banked on that Being one that you would miss Well done Barry Robson Barry Ferguson No <sighs> I thought that as well but Okay we're looking for The first match day Of the previous decade Also saw an old firm game It was a 1-1 draw At Celtic Park And 10 Scots Played You've got McGregor Weir Whitaker, McCulloch, Barry Robson Halfway there, five down, five to go We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Craig Beattie and Hugh Evans are here And they're doing 
Okay Average Is that, okay? Is that fair? Bang average Bang average on tonight's full time teaser uh, Thank you to Lewis for sending in We are looking for The 10 Scottish players Who played in the First Old Firm game Of the last decade So it was a 1-1 draw at Celtic Park It was the 3rd of January 2010 So it's exactly 10 years to the day mm. And 10 Scottish players Played in the game Just to clear up By Scottish We mean by footballing nationality So did they represent Scotland You've got um, Alan McGregor You've got Davy Weir Stephen Whitaker Lee McCulloch Barry Robson Here's my left field one oh, I hope this is right Because he's getting He's been building himself up During the break I saw him showing it to Craig And they were all chuffed With himself <laughs> Jamie Ness <laughs> He was on the bench He didn't come on oh! <laughs> Good shout though I mean he was he was in the bench That that makes it a good shout You're close Gary Caldwell Yep well done What about Stephen Smith No Was Chris Commons there No Four to get right. One Celtic Three Rangers Let's speak to Kenny Who's a Harps fan From Airdrie Hi Kenny Hi guys, evening to you, so happy to hear all that carry on Thank you uh, Kenny, same uh, to you And all that carry on But No, I, no I'm, just, I'm just being sorry for you with that mate Spare a thought for me, eh? Hearts playing Airdrie and I love an Airdrie, Jesus uh, 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 What's a good point? <laughs> I, I actually put my name, put my laddie playing with Airdrie I actually says, can I come on the bus with my heart scarf? Uh, 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 I could get to the game but I might not make it him <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine, what about personnel wise Kenny? What can you hope to do this January window? Uh, I'm looking for a lot actually, but you, you can yourself, guys. That the, the, the window, things didn't happen right to the close of the window. Eh? Uh, already they're touting five uh, Stoke players for Hearts. That Stendhal had it, uh, was it Barn- Barnsley uh, before previously. But uh, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that we can get Craig Gordon in a decent centre half and a, a decent striker. I don't see you getting Craig Gordon. I have I'm to just say. throwing it in there too. Oh, I know, but uh, you know. Fraser Forster is uh, an outstanding goalkeeper and Scott Bain uh, has done well for Celtic but with Craig I'm not sure Celtic would let him go in this window Last time he spoke from his perspective and forgive me if I've, I've got this wrong I'm definitely paraphrasing it was after one of the European games he played the last game didn't he? The game away, he played yeah. and he spoke after it and saying you know, Celtic haven't really spoken to him at all about, about his future and so on I, I don't know what that means Hugh I'm not suggesting that means he will be free to go um, Definitely door closed though as far as you're concerned um, As I say Scott Bain has uh, never let Celtic down But Craig is on the bench week in week out And that would tend to suggest that in the pecking order He's definitely number two Well Scott Bain has been injured though um, That's not to say you're wrong But just worth considering Kenny what about Liam Boyce Is that one that excites you I've seen that being linked in uh, certain newspapers certainly had it in the Scottish Sun this morning. He is out of contract in the summer, I think. So Hearts would perhaps have to part with some cash to try and get him now, rather than risk losing out on him in the summer. Is that one you would go for? He was clearly a good goal scorer for Ross County. I, I, I no, I'm kind of mixed mixed with that one, Gordon. But, uh, I think Hugh, just quickly, sorry with the Craig Gordon thing. Craig Gordon actually said in an interview that he just wanted to play football. Mm-hmm. Uh, which maybe refer to him maybe not sitting on the bench every week, but no, Liam Boyce, he's a, he's a, as you know, just come back from a long term injury, and then he's uh, he's also had the, he's, he's he scored a couple of goals, but he's, he's just come back from a big injury. Yeah, but he, he, well, he scored on New Year's Day, um, 
for Burton Albion. Um, so he would be a good one. Listen, Kenny, you know the, the situation here. Daniel Stendel had better have a good transfer window mm. because um, everyone took a step away from you last weekend. You know, when you thought that the, the home draw with Aberdeen was a glimmer of hope. The hope diminished the longer the day went on because everyone above you, the St Mirren, St Johnston, um, they all took a, a further step away from you. So Hearts really have to have a good window. Craig, Liam Boyce had a serious injury when he first went to Burton, but he's played 30 times this season. Um, so he's, he's, he's certainly fine at the moment and he's actually knocking on the door of a goal every two games. So he's still in good goal-scoring form yeah, as well. listen, that, that's a, a really good return. Um I, I'd seen it and I probably read the, the same in the newspaper today that the manager said that he was prepared to listen to offers for him as well. So um, it probably tells you that he's not going to remain there after the window if the manager's saying that he's prepared to listen to offers. I bet he's on good money though. A, a, a button? Yeah. More than hearts? Could well, afford a, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't pretend to know the exact ins and outs. What I do remember though, Hugh, is when he went to Burton for £500,000, he was the record transfer. Yeah. Now it is League One, and even within that, Burton aren't, you know, they're not Sunderland, for instance. They're not a giant who's somehow stuck in League One. I think Hearts would surely be able to go there or thereabouts well, with a uh, wage. It'd be a good signing for me. Um, you know, I look at Piazzu, and it's not happening for him. Stephen McLean cracking on, to say the least. Craig Whiten. Yeah. Um, you know, so Boyce been over the the course before. Uh, he would be a good signing, and Hearts need a greater threat. They need a greater solidity at the back as well. Uh, they don't ever worry about it. They're in the relegation fight, and then some. They're bottom of the league, and Daniel Stendel needs a good window. Thank you very much. That was Kenny, a Hearts fan. From Airdrie 01419511025 is the number you need You'll need to write it down I think because We're pretty much out of time But what we do need to do Is round off tonight's teaser It was sent in by Lewis Thank you for sending it in Ten years ago to the day Celtic won Rangers won And ten Scots played In the game Guys like Alan McGregor Davey Weir Stephen Whitaker Lee McCulloch Barry Robson And Gary Caldwell You've got uh, Four to get Andy Webster no There's a pretty obvious one you've missed Just in terms of who scored a lot of goals for Rangers round that time Boydie. Chris Boyd Okay, what about Rangers defenders One of which is still playing uh, Still playing in the Scottish Premiership as well Not for Rangers though Kit Rodfit mm-hmm. Any more? The Celtic one is the hardest one by a mile Mm. Someone didn't hang around long then uh, And you might forget that he represented Scotland as well I think that's part of the problem Initials? D.F. Why? Uh, mm. Playing position? His second name is that also of an animal Danny Fox. Fox Danny Fox Same first name What about the Rangers player you're missing? Danny Oh Danny Wilson Danny Wilson Well done We got that in the end Thank you Hugh Keevans And Craig Beattie We're back at 2 o'clock tomorrow The Championship and the Lower Leagues Taking centre stage We'd love for you to join us In the meantime Stay right there GBX Friday's up next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.